Hey, hey, hi everybody. This is Certified Life and Executive Business Coach, Dr. Nelson Beltajar, coming to you live from Toronto, Canada. And for those of you listening, I'm asking you to please buckle your seatbelts and get ready because Aubrey is about to take you on the road to rediscovery with another great episode. Grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite room, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. Now, a quick reminder that you can hear this show anywhere you get your podcasts, anywhere you listen to your shows. We invite you to rate and review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, otherwise, feel free to give us your thoughts and uh, any feedback by emailing us at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. That's roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll even give you a, uh, a shout out in a future episode. Okay, my special guest is a community builder, a life transformational guide, excuse me, a life transformation guide, a functional medicine certified health coach. Her community and organization, My Authentic Life, provides a safe space for learning how to balance the whirlwind of feelings encountered through healing and transforming. In short, you learn how to live your authentic life. Get ready for a great conversation and let's welcome Kelly Woods to the show. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Hey, Aubrey, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you. So can you start us off by just giving us a a slight glimpse, a small glimpse into your journey and what inspired you to pursue this work of helping others transform and find their authentic life? Sure, I'd be happy to. So I am a Gen X woman. I was born in 1968, grew up in the 70s and 80s when uh, the feminist movement came in and taught us how to work alongside men, like men, the um, pharmaceutical industry came in and told us there's a pill for every ill. And the industrial food complex came in and said, we're going to replace real food with fake food. And so, and, and our mothers went to work, you know, we were like latchkey kids in mass. Yeah. And so really it was a perfect combination for um, disconnecting from your body and, um, and stuffing down feelings. And um, there's a lot to, you know, to recommend about it. Um, I feel like I grew up strong and independent. Mm -hmm. um, I did have um, a mentally ill father. He was manic depressive, paranoid schizophrenic. I'm the oldest of four kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so there were a lot of challenges with his, um, with his mental state and the effect it had on the family as we were growing up. So um, went to college. I paid my way through private university, um, majored in economics at a private liberal, liberal arts college, University of Dallas, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, got a really great foundation in critical thinking and um, going to source material and, um, and, and working through that. 
um, as well as my faith journey. I grew up Catholic, um, and when my parents divorced when I was 15, mm -hmm. um, we didn't go to church anymore, and so I re returned to the, the faith then, mm. which I was then again going to leave in my late 20s. Mm -hmm. um, but I, um, I came out of the gate strong. Um, I was taught to work hard, work smart, and um, was really successful. In my endeavors, I ended up in marketing um, as a marketing executive in the healthcare cost containment space. Mm -hmm. So my clients were people like um, health insurance companies, third party mm -hmm. administrators, and ultimately ended up working in the outpatient pharmaceutical space where um, I had a kind of a crisis of conscience. Um, and I'll, I'll back up to my late 20s when I, when I was drug free and mm -hmm. um, went on the birth control pill, which had a terrible effect on my body, um, hijacking the endocrine system. And mm. I gained a lot of weight. I lost a lot of hair. I got depressed. So I was put on Prozac. I mm. lost my libido. I was put on testosterone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, Wellbutrin was another, um, another um, antidepressant that I was put on. Mm -hmm. And so I went from being a healthy 28 year old on no meds to a really depressed fat um, person who um, struggled for a long, long time on the birth mm -hmm. control pill. Mm -hmm. and now I know through genetic testing that I have the MTHFR gene, which means that my body doesn't detoxify very well. And it, it, it's contraindicated for the pill. So I never should have been put on the pill in the first place. Mm -hmm. And my doctor should have noticed that the, I had these side effects um, that were, you know, were not good. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, kept working, soldiering on, um, working hard, um, making progress in my career, climbing the corporate ladder. Finally, at age 49, I found myself in outpatient pharmaceuticals. And I had already heard about functional medicine at the time, which is a root cause approach to um, making the human body function well. So it, it, it honors the human body as a beautiful system of systems that is designed to work marvelously together. And so I had that, and I and I knew that a lot of these, um, what are called lifestyle diseases that outpatient pharmaceuticals treat, can be treated with um, modifiable lifestyle factors, uh, like you know nourishing yourself really well, moving really well, and also detoxifying your emotions. Mm -hmm. Found myself in outpatient pharmaceuticals, age forty nine. I came back to my office one time, and I said I was. At that time, I was making over 200000 a year in total comp, and uh, it was five years ago. And I said, God, help. <laughs> I feel trapped. I feel trapped by my salary, my benefits, all of this work I put in to becoming, you know, an executive. And, um, and I feel empty. And I said, I don't like working in symptoms. I want to work on the root cause, the toxic food, the toxic environments to talk and I also said I want to be like I was in my mid-20s when I was bold and I could leave a job and, and have confidence that I'd find another better one and I always did um, and um, and I got super cautious as I got older and as the stakes got higher so within days we had a reorg Aubrey and I had a choice I could take a, a lateral move um, or I could leave with severance and I knew it was an answer to prayer. And I knew that I was being called to the life that I said I wanted to live, working on the problem, the root problem, rather than 
something and so um so i left i finished a master's in leadership i um i got a functional medicine coaching certification and um have been coaching gen x women through life transformations uh since then um and now i'm right on the verge of opening on february 22nd 2023 my new um, community called my authentic life that is wonderful my goodness man what a journey kelly i mean uh to me it seems like you your your strong foundation in which you 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 began um growing up um having resilience having resolve and just you know powering through those uh setbacks and challenges of uh health maybe um, bodily response to certain synthetic medicines and so forth. Um, just uh, all of that, you know, uh, you still searched forward and moved forward. And, and a lot of that, it sounds like, is attributed to the, the strong foundation and just being a strong person um, early on in your, um, in your formative years. Would, would, that be, would that be accurate? Definitely. It really taught me to be a survivor and um, and to keep going. And, you know, there's always there's always a light and a dark side to things, too. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. That those qualities also made me push through into a marriage that probably shouldn't be, have been and stayed in it for longer than I probably should have. Um, not that there wasn't love there. Absolutely. Um, sure, there sure. was. But yeah. it, you talk about building on a strong foundation. That foundation um, in hindsight was um was not, was not, was not strong. And, um, so i I married a man who I, uh, supported for 24 years mm. and, um, recently divorced, um, mm-hmm. um, a year and a half ago. Mm. I see. And, um, uh, again, it sounds like you, you, you referenced and, um, and counted on your strong foundation, um, to get through such a, such a, a a challenging time, right? Going through divorce um, is 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 it's not what anyone wants, you know. And uh, um, but but you know you have to search forward. You know you have to power through, and um, and 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 it's it's never easy. But uh, it's it it sounds as if um, you know you you relied upon your strong resolve, which is naturally part of who you are, to to get past that, right? Yes. And the, a big okay. part of that was listening because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, cause God talks to us through everything in our lives. He sure does. And then sometimes we're just so pigheaded. We don't listen. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. think, well, we'll, we're going to try this and then we'll talk to God later. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, you know, really we're co-creating, yeah. um, you know, with everyone we encounter. Yeah. And so, um, so I really had to humble myself mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. Uh, to slow down and to listen. And, and, and I am so in awe of how, um, of how my life is unfolding. Yeah. Um, so it's so, it's so beautiful. I recently moved. Um, so I'm a native Texan. I really recently moved from Dallas to the, the middle of North Carolina. Wow. And I've always wanted to live around trees and, yeah. um, and beautiful hills and nature and, mm-hmm. And I, and I do, and I've have just slid into this community and been um, welcomed with open arms. I'm on two nonprofit boards. I have, I have friends. I have a, a, a sweetheart. 
Um, I have, I mean, it's just a, it's really, really a beautiful life that is even better than, um, than I imagined. It's better than all, like all the fantasies I had, like the fantasy of, I'm going to win the lottery and buy, you know, Italian hill town or like that. (laughs) It's like, it's like real everyday sweetness. Yeah. And, um, and I love it. I'm just beyond grateful. Wow. You know, um, there are a lot of people, um, they usually identify with one or maybe two uh, key significant life defining or life changing events that would happen that uh, caused them to pivot to the life they are living now, you know? And I don't know what order this happened in between your divorce and the, um, and the, uh, the layoffs, you know, with the company, but those are two major obstacles, major challenges, major adversities. Right. And, um, one thing I think when it comes to being strong and having resilience is when you've had that talk with yourself and your, the talk with God about, wanting, not wanting to feel trapped, right? Wanting to do more, wanting to see more and be part of something um, much bigger and, 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 you know, and just those types of things. Um, It sounds like you saw that or you realized that that opportunity can happen in the blessing of a layoff. Now layoffs, you know, can be blessings in disguise. Right. And, uh, and, 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 and was it, was it that, that help pivot you to the life you're living today and what you're doing professionally, or was it your divorce? Um, and, 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 you know, moving forward and, and, you know, and, and, and making the life that you want for yourself after the divorce, or was it a combination of both? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I actually think the, the moment, the pivotal moment was the prayer. It was a confident, okay. It was a confident, loving prayer. Yes. It, um, and then the response to that prayer was the mm-hmm. layoff. Gotcha. So it was like, wow. okay, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm ready mm-hmm. to um, to show up for my mission mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to spend my energy on on more fruitful um, things, on more fruitful um, and um, soul satisfying you know nourishing things and so there's that for sure so that departure um opened the door for me to start exploring other things i did you know leadership intensives retreats you know traveled Mm -hmm. um i um and then of course there was a divorce and that that was actually an opportunity i saw when covid came along so on you know in march of 2020 when we went into lockdown, I went into lockdown with my husband for, um, for 10 weeks. Yeah. And we had, um, I had already thought for years that I wanted to leave the marriage, but I really loved him. I really love him. I really respect yeah. him a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought for a long time I wanted to leave the marriage. And um, so we went into lockdown and we actually got closer for a bit during that time. We cooked more, we rode our bikes, you know, yeah. I yeah. stayed home or usually I was gone a lot. Right. 
And, um, but then as, as we saw that it was going to be longer than we were told, it was going to be, um, I had a decision to make. Yeah. And that was, um, what is my response to this? You know, the, the government's choosing their response. Lots of, everybody chose their response and, and, and we're informed in different ways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went on a cleanse with my functional medicine doctor and um, in that cleanse, you really get your gut and your brain in harmony and it happened so fast. And I had this clarity that was just like the clouds parted and I could see how beautiful the sky was above. Yeah. And I knew, I knew that I had to go. So, uh-huh. so while my husband got more um, withdrawn, I, I started to um, unfold. Mm. Okay. So a couple months after that, I, I left him and I'm um, yeah. really fortunate because my parents have two homes. They have a home in Dallas and then one on the coast of North Carolina. Okay. And so um, we would, we switched homes. I stayed in one of their homes while they were in the other. Mm-hmm. So through that um, and then got my divorce. And then I spent the summer of 2021 in Italy. Hmm. I thought um, that I might want to um, live there. Yeah, And so I took Italian language classes every day. I spent a month in Rome and then I traveled a couple of weeks, then a month in Florence, again, Mm -hmm. with more language classes and then traveling after. Right. And when I got back home, I went back to the beach and I was walking with a friend of mine and, and something told me, tell Mary your story. And I said, Mary, all my stuff's in storage. I've been thinking about selling everything and moving to Italy, but I really love North Carolina and I always have, and I'd love to have a U.S. home base here, but I'm not sure where to live because my husband and I had talked about living in North Carolina. We would travel the mountains. We loved all sorts of towns, but nothing ever said home. So then she said, have you heard of Pittsburgh? And I said, no. And so um, it was a Thursday and I, two days later, I went to check it out and I got a house. So I didn't do any research. It just felt right. Like I just went with wow. the flow. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it, it's been, it's been so spectacular, like mm. amazing. I feel like more at home there than I've ever felt um, anywhere. That is awesome. That is wonderful. And, 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 and you just laid out the, the roadmap, uh, your roadmap to transformation, you know, um, at least that's my interpretation, you know, um, and, and of course, I know there's a lot of other events and things that were involved, but I mean, in that, in that timeline, you laid out, you know, the road to your transformation, which I, I think is absolutely wonderful. And that's the purpose of this show, right? To let people know who are going through major challenges and struggles that, hey, it, they can make it on the other end as well. They can transform, they can live a better life, they can be intentional and authentic, such as yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was hard as anything. I even cry, I would cry. I'd say, why do I have to leave him? But I knew I had to. I knew I had to move on. I knew I had a different life to live. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, about a year ago, Aubrey, that I, I said out loud, I said, I have struggled to live my authentic life. Yes. And then I was like, oh, that's the name of my community. It's my mm-hmm. authentic life. Yeah. And everyone is so unique mm-hmm. that, um, so I have a three-step process that I, um, that I work with, um, with women one-on-one. And now we're going to do it in community because mm-hmm. healing happens in community. I'm so excited about sure this. Does. So the, the first thing is to notice, to really, you know, in, in AA, they talk about taking an honest inventory. So yeah. notice where you are, because for so long, I didn't notice. I practiced numbing behaviors like yeah. eating, shopping, yeah. 
binge watching, right, you know, right. I just, I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to notice mm -hmm. that I didn't, I didn't want to be in my job. I didn't want to be in my marriage and I didn't want to be in a big city, yeah. you know? And so I would numb myself. So anyway, number one, notice. And the next thing is imagine, use your imagination because we're constantly using our imagination, right? Right. right. A lot of, a lot of times we're using it for worry. Yeah. And so if we can repurpose that energy to imagine the life that's calling us, it will pull us toward it. When we say yes to life, life says yes to us. Okay. And so then the third thing is action. Take one small action. It could just be that you're going to go to bed earlier. It could be that you're going to drink more water. It could be that you're going to journal. So you're going to take an action and then you're going to do that iteratively, right? So it's an, it's an iterative process of better, not perfect. And so again, you're going to notice how is this working? I'm an N of one. Pretend I'm a, I'm a research project and I'm the only person in it because it's our own experience that's going to teach us to keep um, to, to whether something's working for us or not working for us. And so we want, is this helpful? Not helpful. Um, more or less. And so we're constantly getting to know ourselves better and to trust ourselves. And when we make decisions that that engender trust in us, because so often we've been taught to make decisions that are, that make us not trust us, right. Mm -hmm. You know, that aren't really good for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so when we can make decisions that we can engender trust in us again, then our, our self-esteem grows and we're able to do even more. So it, it's just like, you just keep getting better and more connected and more you, like I say, be the youest you you can be. Right. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And Kelly, it's like you were reading my mind because I was, um, I was going to mention that um, I, I've, I've read some of your articles and, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by them, but one that particularly stood out to me, and I guess I'm going to be a little selfish when I say this is um, an article you wrote called, how are you sleeping? You know, now, I'm a night owl and I don't get the amount of sleep that I should. And I, I know that, you know, and, and so I've always been looking for articles and tips and tricks on how to improve my sleep. So um, you started out with a very thought provoking statement, right? Just being asked, how are you sleeping can yield a totally different conversation than asking the customary, how are you doing? Right. Um, and, and so I, I think I'm going to take to heart the process that you mentioned, the three steps, the three-step method process of notice, imagine, and take action. Um, and, uh, I hope I, I hope I do it right in breaking it down to, to give me the motivation and inspiration to get more sleep, if that makes sense. Yeah. And if I may tell you a few things about sleep that might um, give you um, some extra motivation to want to want more sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. So the hours between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. are the most important hours to be asleep for detoxifying your body. So your body is, is doing major detoxification every night. And if you're asleep during those hours, mm -hmm. you're getting the, the best detox you can get. I see. That's encouraging. So that's, yeah. So that's a really important thing. Another mm -hmm. thing is um, stop eating three hours before you go to bed. 
because yeah. what you want, you know, you want your melatonin to rise. So mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it takes you into sleep, right? But if you're, if you've eaten too close to bed, you've got your um, glucose levels are rising at that same time. I and see. so you don't want those both to rise at the same time. Right. Um, so, so that's a really important thing too. Another thing, get light on your retinas um, first thing in the morning. So mm -hmm. that helps to reset your body clock as well. Um, mm -hmm. Have a good mattress. You spend three, you know, 30% of your life in bed. Yep. Make sure you have a good mattress, good pillows. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you sleep in a cool room. About 65 degrees is a good temperature for sleeping. Yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hear how your, um, how your sleep goes. Yeah, thanks. I'll keep you posted for sure. And thank you for the tips as well, Kelly, because um, some of those I, I feel okay in, like um, three hours before bed, you know, I, I definitely have that beat. Um, I've been intermittent fasting um, for quite some time now and I do not eat anything after 8 p.m. So um, so so I think uh, I'm okay there. Um, the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, knowing that that those are like the prime hours, if you will, for your body to detoxify um, during your sleep. That's encouraging to me. Um, it may motivate me to even start going to bed at 10 instead of later. Right. So, uh, so that I had no idea of, I, I really, really appreciate you, you sharing that, uh, for sure. Um, Kelly, I'd like to take a step back if we can to, uh, the foundation of transformation, right? Um, what I, what I'd love to know is there, I think there are some, there are different forms of transformation. I mean, conceptually, I believe transformation is the same um, from a process standpoint, so to speak. But the way the way one transforms is different, and there's different ways or different types of transformation. I would think uh, transformation from depression, transformation from addicting, transfer uh, addiction, transformation from. Um, say going through um, a, 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 tra a tragedy, you know, a death of a loved one or something. And um, in your work to help others discover who they are, um, what foundation do you need to lay down? Or is there a foundation you need to lay down to start their transformative journey? Um, is it self-awareness? Is it accountability? Um, uh, or is it different depending on the the individual circumstances? Wow, such great questions, such great examples. Um, one of the very important things is to get in touch with your body. I remember going on a farm tour mm -hmm. um, here with um, a large animal vet, mm -hmm. and um, he drank some, some drinkable yogurt from the farm, and he said, mm -hmm. my body really likes it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was struck. I thought, how do you know if your body likes something? Because I was just used to shoving stuff in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not, not noticing. <laughs> right. Right. You know, okay. I, you know, I have a stomach ache. I have diarrhea. I can't sleep, you know, whatever those things are like, I just yeah. wasn't noticing because I, all I wanted to do was just numb because I didn't want to feel things. Right. And so that's the, the first thing is notice where is it in your body? If you can get reconnected with where you feel something in your body, then that's super important to because our bodies are so sentient, right? Everything yes. you eat, ingest, yes. everything you think, 
smell, everything, um, everything you feel energetically has a biochemical reaction in your body. Mm -hmm. So your body is so wise, um, but it takes a while, you know, to bring it back online if it's um, depleted in nutrients, for example, right. or if it's been really, you know, not right. well cared for. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that's, that's one of the biggest things is notice how it's feeling in your body. Also mm -hmm. notice, let's take addiction, for example, addiction is a response it's, it's an, it's a, it, it seems like a problem, but it's actually, when you dig into the root, it's a solution to something. It's a solution to not feel a certain thing, right? Mm -hmm. Usually. And so when we can um, have the courage and the love for ourselves to be, get curious, yeah. you know, where, what is this addiction about? Is it, you know, addiction to, to food, to porn, to, you know, wh whatever is not nourishing to your body and soul, Right. Um, it's, it's, it's not a time to be judgmental. In fact, it's never like judgment should not come in anything, judgment against ourselves, judgment against others. Right. Right. Um, it, it should all be, um, an inquiry of love. And Beautiful. so I'd say, you know, start with that, start with love. Um, journaling is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that happens when you sleep is your subconscious, you know, gives you messages yes. and tries to clear stuff, you know, and, and, and re reorganize, rearrange, mm -hmm. help you. Right. And so first thing, when you wake up, anything you can remember from your dreams, just write it down because mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. could be, you know, some messages or likely are messages you know, right. in your dreams. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other things you talked about transformation? It, it's a change of heart. It's happens in a moment, you know, in a moment when you find yourself, if you're judging yourself or judging someone else, you know, say, where did that come from? And, um, there was, um, there was a nun that Mr. Rogers used to quote Mary, oh, Mary Ann Kaunacki. I think that might be it. Anyway, um, said that, um, there's no one you couldn't love if you didn't know their story mm. or if you just knew their story. Right. 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 And so we all have stories and they don't show up a lot of times. Um, you know, a lot of times they show up as ailments in our bodies if they're things that haven't been cleared, you mentioned grief. Um, I had a, a boyfriend when I was uh, a freshman in college who, who shot himself. Mm. And um, that was devastating. I thought, I, I don't know how I can live, you know, live through this. Right, right. Um, but with counseling, you know, with love, you know, for myself and, and for him. And I went to a wonderful support group in Dallas called Survivors of Suicide at the mm -hmm. Suicide and Crisis Prevention Center. And right. suicides are on the rise now. And, and I myself have thought I would rather die than continue living this way. Mm. When, when you think that, that is a moment of clarity that wants to happen within you. Yes. And so find a professional who can help you find a friend, find a community like my authentic life where, um, where you can heal in community because we, you know, we're damaged, um, in isolation and we heal in community. And, um, and that's so, so important. Um, Another thing is, is to remember God, right? That's because, right. And, and whatever, whatever the higher power is for you, um, you know, we kind of went offline with the, the age of reason and Descartes and we said, I think therefore I am. No, no, we already are. Yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. we think or not think, right? That's right. And, and so, and when you bring, you know, heart and mind together and your co-creators in this, you know, universe, it's so, there's so much beauty and so much opportunity yes that um that you'll just be amazed 
Yes, yes. All those things you mentioned there, and thank you for sharing those insights, Kelly. Those are insights that uh, people can really, really grab onto, right? Um, they, I mean, they're so well explained, and uh, and 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 I think in a lot of cases quite easy, you know, to begin. Um, but I think none of those would be possible to begin without having some degree of self-awareness. I think, um, does self-awareness play a big role in, in, in all these things you suggest, right? The higher power, prayer, um, journaling, and uh, a change of heart, and, and, and all those things. It, it sounds like self-awareness is one of those beginning um, uh, uh, activities that um, we must try to acquire to uh, to put us in that direction. Yes. And, you know, I, the, the definition for trauma, so I'm thinking of trauma as you're saying these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of us experience trauma in childhood. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and people sometimes think, well, trauma is something big. It's a tsunami or a, you know, terrible accident or things like that. But no, yeah. no here's not. what um, Dr. Gabor Mate says that trauma is... Anytime you can't, you're in a situation and you are unable to respond as your authentic self. Gotcha. So we learn when we're children, what response gets us the love and safety that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if that response is to swallow down our tears, to swallow down our fear, to swallow down our dissent, then those things get stuffed down, stuffed down, stuffed down. And that's trauma upon trauma shows up oftentimes um, as ailments in your body. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that, that is really, you know, the self-awareness is to say, how am I feeling? How is this, how is this, is this doing? And so that's the first step in the process, right? Noticing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Noticing. Yeah. Noticing hundred percent. And, and you mentioned something earlier that I thought was very profound. Um, you know, talking about, you know, none of none of these circumstances and things that we explain and share with others or even process on our own should be judgment of others or judgment of ourselves. No judgment at all. Right. And I completely agree. Um, and, and, and would part of that judgment of ourselves, would that involve, um, I don't know, guilt or shame um, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever the circumstance may be, right? I mean, that can be poison. It is. It really is poison. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I what I like to say, rather than judgment, is is helpful or not helpful. Right. Is this helpful to me, to my community, to yeah. society, to you know, humankind, mm-hmm. or is this mm-hmm. not helpful? And um, and so, yeah, that that judgment, it, it's kind of a barrier to yeah. healing. Um, so again, wow. noticing without judgment takes away that barrier, and then we can start to come to it with solutions. So Kelly, how do you, how does one know when they are living their true, authentic life? Oh, I, you know, I was going to say you smile a lot, but you know, I smiled a lot when <laughs> I was saying everything was fine. When I felt yeah. like I was in a cage, yeah. I felt like I was trapped, and I mm-hmm. I smiled a lot. So how do you know you have an ease? You have an ease about you, you have an ease in your body, you have mm-hmm. an ease in your energy, mm-hmm. uh, you sleep well, you eat well, you mm-hmm. 
poop well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you all know, those things. Yeah, you know, your body's functioning mm-hmm. well, and you really just have such an ease about you, and you're in touch with your intuition. So you know whether to go right or go left, or or, or say yes or say no. You know what a full body yes feels like. Mm-hmm. Everybody does, even if you're not really in touch with the nuances. Yeah. But as you get more and more in touch with yourself, then then you can tell those things. And um, and you'll have that that nagging feeling if something's not right, listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if something is is right, you know, go with that ease, go with that flow. Um, again, notice if it's working or not, use your imagination in, um, in really healthy ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then take that one small action that's going to make a difference. And it's going to reinstate the trust that you need to have in yourself to live your authentic life. Mm. So can uh, someone who is on that path to living their authentic life, working through and processing through things that they're self-aware of, of themselves, picking up good habits and staying consistent and all of those types of things, um, could they be so in tune with who they are now and themselves that they can, um, that a certain um, trigger or a certain event or certain occurrence or circumstance um, may come their way and they realize they just naturally responded to it in a different, more helpful, productive way than before they started this journey. And, and, and some people, I think, are reflective in thinking, wow, I can't believe that's how I responded. I, I, would, not have, I would not have dealt with it like this a month ago or a year ago or two years ago. Does that make sense? I mean, are people in touch with themselves that much to where they can they can realize that difference in how they respond between now and then? Definitely. And mm-hmm. contrast is so instructive. Mm-hmm. And so the contrast of how you used to respond to the contrast of how you respond now, it doesn't mean that you're perfect no. or that you don't feel a full range of emotions. You still feel that full range of emotions, yeah, sure. but you have an objectivity. You can, you can stand back from it and be an observer and um, and see, you know, from where it came. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And then you can choose your response, you know, rather than have this, you know, this trigger be a triggered response, right? Yeah. I remember um, one time coming home from work and I was just really um, not, I, I just really didn't like the command and control type culture. And I felt like I wasn't respected and I wasn't mm-hmm. listened to and, mm-hmm. and all these things. And, um, and uh, so I was complaining basically about the leaders. Um, and, um, I remember my husband started to join in with me on trashing these people. And I was like, wait, you know what? This pattern has repeated in my life before. And I'm the common denominator. Mm. I need to figure out why this is here for me to learn from. Yes. And, um, and yeah, that kind of ability to stop and and stand back is, Mm -hmm. um, such a gift, Aubrey. I mean, mm-hmm. such a gift to be able mm-hmm. to live, you know, with such, um, with such ease and um, peace. Really peace. peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, completely. I, mm-hmm. when, when you said peace, that hit home for me and, and, and yeah, it is, it is a serene feeling of peace, which doesn't mean that, you know, you are immune to, all of the stressors of the world it 
it doesn't, but it's how you function and respond in the midst of those stressors. Yeah. And picture yeah. the stressors as like a, a, just this roiling ocean, right? Yeah. And you're in a small boat and you're being tossed about and it's really scary. Right. And then you find a small island mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and this island gives you some refuge. Mm -hmm. What that island is, is your connection back to yourself and your connection back to source. Yes. And so what happens as you're going through this transformation is you keep building these little islands mm -hmm. and these, and you can go from island to island and, and island to island. And so it's not, you don't have as, as far to traverse, you know, across yeah. these wild seas. Well, yeah. then what you, you're doing with all these islands, they start coming together and you're building a landmass. And so nice. you, and you've got this beautiful, serene landmass where before there were these turbulent seas and you did that yourself with your own experience. And so, and that's what this work does mm -hmm. is it, it helps um, solidify that confidence in yourself in your own experience, you're learning from your experience. So you're not so other focused. You're, you have this internal locus of control. Yeah. And so it's not, you know, it, it doesn't matter as much what people are doing out there. It doesn't mean you're being selfish because a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah, and so right. what you're doing and healing yourself is whoever you're touching, you're having a healing effect on them as well mm -hmm. and inviting them into their own inner journey to um to, to to do that healing as well it's really amazing and that's the power of community you know right right yeah yeah and and i'd love if you could share with us and share with the listeners um you know a, a little more into uh your authentic life um launching this community on february 22nd Yes. Yes. So it's called My Authentic Life. It's at myauthenticlife.com. And you can go there and um, put your name in uh, to get on the list to be notified when the door is open for that community. So it'll be open for a period of time through the end of first quarter for founding members. Okay. And um, we're going to build this slowly and intentionally. Um, that we have really, you know, people who want to work both with their both hearts and minds, right? Yes. And so hearts and minds coming together with other um, women to support through this transformational journey, whatever that is. We'll have some studios within the community where we can present an issue. We can mm -hmm. get feedback from the group. Mm -hmm. Um, objective feedback from the group um, right. in a very kind, you know, respectful way. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll do a cleanse in there as well. That cleanse that I did with my functional medicine doctor that brought me such clarity and, um, and finally making the decision to go and um, leave my marriage and, and leave my, right. leave my hometown. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So there's that. And then I'm, I've written a book as well. that's coming out in the second quarter. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's called um, Blood at the Root, Why Gen right. X Women Turned Off and mm -hmm. How We Catch Fire Again. So part of the story is a lot of Gen X women have turned off sexually and mm -hmm. think they don't like sex or never liked it or don't like it anymore or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that actually your erotic desire comes back online as you're um, healing those, these other aspects of yourself. So, okay. um, so that's, that's part of the, the story as well. Um, my website and another website, personal website is kelly-woods.com. Okay. And then as you mentioned, my newsletters, I do a daily newsletter on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, love to, um, love to meet you. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. One last question I had for you, Kelly, is, um, you know, I'm sure with uh, all the people you've worked with, um, 
uh, come from all walks of life uh, with various backgrounds and personalities and so forth for all these people and all those who you will come in contact uh, in the uh, in the few in the near future and those who come in contact with your amazing articles and blogs um, what is the one if you could sum it up in one sentence what is the one key takeaway you want them all to get from your writings and coaching don't give up on yourself you can do it beautiful don't give up on yourself you can do it love it love it oh wow kelly woods thank you so much for coming on the show really really appreciate it i'd love for us to stay in touch and maybe in the near future uh come back on the show and let us know how the community's going and, and how your book is going. I'd love that, Aubrey. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Oh, thank you. It's been great having you. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And look, if you have a loved one, a uh, coworker, a colleague, uh, just someone close to you who seems to be going through dark days, um, not quite sure where to turn or who to turn to, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always hope. The road to rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.